We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this uh, Tuesday, Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. We will look at uh, the college football trends on offense that I mentioned yesterday. Our, uh, our good friend Dennis Dodd had a uh, story on that, so I'll go through some of the uh, thoughts on that. Look at the week ahead in SEC basketball. Only a couple games tonight, games that um, kind of one must win for one team, keeping their uh, hopes alive in this play tournament, and then what probably is a bludgeoning in the other one. So we'll discuss that. A few other sports topics as well on the show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You got beer cave, you got lunch specials, you got uh, tons of different options here locally. You can uh, head on in 569 Two Sides Bread, 32 uh, ounce drinks available, 44 ounce drinks available. Do whatever you want there with a free fountain drink with that mill there at the Oxford Exxon. And again, up and down I 55 throughout North Mississippi as well, including the new superstore uh, in Macomb. Tons of different options, huge facility there. So if you're in the Macomb area, Check it out, that Blue Sky location. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, and uh, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote, and uh, the rest is totally up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that has happened to a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Campbell Clinic's in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To uh, book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901. Seven five nine three one one one. Uh, walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, seven thirty a.m. to four p.m. Maybe I'm off to a, a, a bad start reading from the stream here. Brain says, "Where are my True Detective fans out at? How awful was that show? I, I watched the first episode last night, so maybe I should just stop before I get any more uh, any more contained inside of that for the for the 
the current season. I mean, I watched season one back in the day that was very good, but I have not seen an episode until now with uh, this new season four. So update me there. Should I should I just stop? Should I keep going? What's up in the uh, the stream? And then. Yes, uh, it, it, it was a slow news day in the Ole Miss ver, uh, universe yesterday. We had two threads on the uh, the college kid talking about his uh, his fraternity story on the internet that went on YouTube. The Devin Mason kid. Uh, did you see this, Neil? Did you watch any of that video yesterday? I uh, I saw it, but I did not watch it. No, I, 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 I'll say this. I mean, I look, bored. I was bored at times yesterday, Chase, but I don't know that I got that bored. Well, I didn't watch the whole video, but I did click on it, and I'll be honest, it's kind of where my head's at now. I went. Wow, um, he had fourteen thousand views. I was like, kind of impressed. Whatever you have to say, you got fourteen thousand views at the time. I went, okay. I'm, 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 G- give, I'm me the, so. give me the, give me the, give me the Cliff's notes. Uh, he was telling. It's called like College Kid Confessional or something. It was episode one, and he was telling the story about uh, kissing a girl, and it basically going viral on the internet was the story he was telling, and it was like his first week of college or something like that. So the, what the video of the kiss went viral? Uh, apparently it was on Instagram and yeah, it was like a, I don't know, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Again, I didn't watch the full like 12, 15 minutes. It was kind of hard to follow, but I, I got the gist just based off the message board thread. So yeah, that was in the old Miss universe yesterday. That's what's going on. Uh, okay. Ole Miss plays basketball uh, on Wednesday. They're in Starkville against the Bulldogs. What time is that game on Wednesday, Mr. McCready? I think it's at 8 o'clock. By the way, uh, the, the story that I have now given two days for comment, I still haven't gotten comment. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you going to make a message board post today? I think so. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I, I got a shocker for you here. Did you see the uh, the lawsuit that is going on with uh, Tinder and Hinge and dating apps? Have you seen this? I did not. I did not. All right, uh, a headline from the Washington Post this morning. Tinder and Hinge, quote, deliberately turn users into swiping addicts, lawsuit says. No crap. You think so? You think that's what happens? Reading here, again from the Washington Post, are dating apps turning us into addicts because of helping us find love? Yes, claims a lawsuit brought about the owner brought against the owner of Tinder, Hinge, and the League, and a class action lawsuit filed February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, acutely. Six dating app uh, users accused Match Group of having a predatory business model and deliberately employing psychologically manipulative features to ensure they remain on the app perpetually as paying subscribers. The lawsuit argues that Match's apps violate consumer protection laws. Okay, look. Yes, everything is gamified. Every single freaking thing app-wise is there to keep you on it longer. That's their whole point. So, yes, are they guilty of that? 100%. However, they are innocent. You know what you're getting into. It's your fault. It is up to the user to not be an idiot. Innocent. I don't care what rule they're actually technically breaking. Sorry. I agree with you. I'm with you 100%. You, you, I'm, look, I've never been on a dating app. I'm assuming if you get on a dating app, there are two reasons. One is that you're actually looking for someone to start a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And the other is that you are... Uh, Looking for a uh, someone to you're start just, a relationship with. Yes, you're just curious, right? You're just yeah. you're, you're wanting to go shopping. Okay, well, either way, they're providing, they are attempting at least to provide that service if you have the discipline for it. If you don't, that's on you. Dating apps rely on users' purchases of subscriptions and premium features marketed as bringing people closer to love. The lawsuit said. 
arguing that in reality, users are being drawn into compulsive usage that does not help them meet their relationship goals. So Drew says, by the way, Neil, your advice for a guy to use a dating app was bad advice. No, I just said it's one of the options, I would assume. I don't think it's your best option. I mean, I, if, if I were advising Carson in five years, six years, assuming that he's not attached to someone at that point, my advice would not be, hey, rely on a dating app. Might be to incorporate a dating app, but it wouldn't be to rely on a dating app. And I don't, um, I, I'm, I do not know enough about which app would be would make the most sense, or which ones are geared toward which things either. Um, so, you know, there's like a couple where the women have to contact first and all that stuff, but I don't, I'm not up on that, that deal. If you were a millennial, would you have been a dating app guy because it would have had less face to face contact? Would you have been more comfortable with that back in your heyday? No. No, I mean, the, the whole antisocial thing is a fairly new thing for me. I mean, I, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I wasn't antisocial. I didn't get antisocial until I went, started going places where people threatened to fight me. And at that point, I'm like, this is stupid. I need to hide. And then I got used to hiding, and now I'm more comfortable with that. I completely agree. I'm going to get off this topic. I just saw it this morning and couldn't help but yell about it for a second. Uh, I completely agree with the uh, the source that the Washington Post went to. Her name is uh, Joe Hemmings. She's a psychologist and relationship coach, and she uh, told the Washington Post the lawsuit is a bit absurd, if I'm honest, uh, saying that the responsibility lies in the hands of the user and not with the apps or developers themselves. Like any app, it's a business. It's there to make money, adding that other apps do exactly the same thing when it comes to attracting and retaining users. Shopping apps are designed to keep you shopping, and this is shopping for people. Yes, 100%. 100%. Completely agree. But that's way too rational, man. I mean, you, you got to be a vic- <laughs> you got to be a victim these days. Everybody's everybody's a victim. Everybody's nope, nobody's nobody's responsible for self. This has no chance, right? Or we we can't say that cuz who knows. But- I, I don't. I mean, I watch a lot more news than you watch and so yeah, yeah. therefore I read probably read a lot more news than than you read, which is a compliment to you. But no, I think anything's possible. We live in we live in we live in crazy world. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely fair. I mean, really, the the honest answer to does this have any chance is it depends on where it's yeah, where sure. it's tried. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. If you try it, if you try it in some places, yeah, sure, everybody's a victim. If you try it in other places, uh, people would look at the at the the plaintiffs here and go, "Are you out of your freaking mind?" So it's totally different. We live in. We live in a country where the different parts of the country are completely different. Yeah, I was looking, I was skimming it just simply to see if it said where it was, uh, where it was located, and I, I, I don't, I don't see that. I'm not sure. That's bad journalism. You should tell me where this thing's filed. Yeah, and I, and I I'd, love, I'd love to know what district, what jurisdiction it's filed in. I'll tell you how much of a chance it has. Yeah, I don't. If it's there, I'm not seeing it. So, anyway, I just that was that was something I noticed when I was looking across everything. One more thing, and I'm gonna get to some actual topics. Did you see the idea? And again, probably not. Um, Twitter yesterday. I, I love this idea. I don't know who was it. It may have been a writer for the for the Indianapolis Star or whatever their their paper is. Not Greg, but one of our other guys. Um, turn the NBA All Star Game into NBA Jam. 
you just use that LED court that they uh, that they designed and have two on two basketball and very short spurts. I'm in full court two on two. Full court two on two. Yeah, they're still not going to play defense. At least I'm it's something different. I'm watching. Yep. I'm interested. The court does all kind of weird, cool stuff. Tell me what's wrong with it. I mean, nothing's wrong with it. Here's my, and I realize this is not a good hot take. I would not make it on ESPN's shows. The game's fine. Watch it if you want to watch it. Don't watch it if you don't want to watch it. It's it's things change just because you played the game one way in the eighties doesn't mean that's the way it's going to be played today or the way it's going to be played 15 years from now. It just doesn't matter. It's fine. You're not going to get those guys to risk injury in that game. The teams don't want them to. Ownership doesn't want them to. Fans don't. I don't want want my guys getting hurt. I mean, I woke up. I went went to bed third quarter that game. I was tired. I was like, "Ah, I don't care. It doesn't matter. The one thing I checked when I woke up, Chase, was did Shea get hurt? He didn't get hurt? Good. Cool. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it's fine. The whole we must fix everything. This is bad. Here's a thousand stories on how to fix it. It's fine. The game's fine. Yes, the slam dunk competition has played out. It, no question. That's just because I guess everybody- I wonder. I, I, I guess, and I'm not even playing devil's advocate because it doesn't matter, and it's not an it's not an NBA thing. We're going to stick on for 25 minutes, but I guess my alternative, just playing devil's advocate, is then why have it to begin with? Because the players aren't getting anything out of actually playing in the game; they're getting things out of being named to a team. They get to go. You're only running a risk. Yeah, they, but they get to go and hang out with each other. It's a big weekend for the league. The players, it's a it's a it's a reward to be there. They, they bring their families. They get to meet the other players. They all protect each other on the floor, which is fine. I mean, the, the NFL had the Pro Bowl and did their, they do their stuff, and you either watched it or you didn't. I mean, you either watched the flag football competition where Eli coached against Peyton or you didn't. It was fine, whatever. You watched the All-Star game. It's Baseball's a different sport, but nobody's out there going, all right, you know, let's let's win this thing. Let's, let's, let's go with uh, – Let's put you know Strider out there and let him go seven tonight. We really need to beat the American League. Nobody does that. The starting pitcher goes one inning. It's an exhibition, and everybody goes cool. I mean, frankly, my favorite part of the All Star game when I was a kid still was the introductions. Yeah, like got to see all the different uniforms on the field at the same time. It was cool to see you know the the, the All Stars on the field at the same time. And then by the time the game got to the sixth inning, it didn't matter. You didn't care. It doesn't matter. I, who won, American or National League last year? No idea. There you go. Yeah, no clue. The American usually wins, but I have no idea. Yeah, uh, I still know where all the outrage comes. It's fine. The NHL does the deal where it's just like a skills competition. You either watch it or you don't. I thought one thing that was fairly astute is if you're frustrated by it, I think a thing that has changed it for so long, and this includes when I was a kid, is we watched because it was neat to see guys play together on the same team. And that doesn't matter anymore with the super teams and the way guys link up. We don't have that same fascination with players moving or changing or going to different places. Not a criticism, but I do think that plays into it. I think so. And, well, the other thing is that now, like if you're someone like me who really watches the NBA, 
you see these guys all the time. So it's not quite as novel as it was back in the day when you the only games you saw was maybe a Saturday night game and the Sunday game on network television. You get to see a lot of games now in the regular season if you if you want to watch it. And I don't know, I mean like the game the other night, it just was the East scored a lot more points than the West, and so it wasn't competitive at the end, and you didn't get the last six minutes where a lot of times guys got competitive and locked in, and you did get six minutes of really elite, incredible basketball. Yeah, the fourth quarter made a difference because it wasn't where they take a minute and actually play basketball for a second, yeah. just for the hell of it. I mean, in large part because Damian Lillard was making shots from 40 feet away. After a while, you're like, hey, good, you know. They are the, the, the best players in the game are elite offensive players right now. Some of the greatest offensive players in the history of the game are all playing at the same time. So when defense is like, hey, let's not let anybody get hurt here, they're going to score at will. Where would you set, I, mean, I promise I'm moving on. Where would you separate the eras? where the rules changed enough to allow some of the things that are happening. Where would you put that line of demarcation? Because we can't compare today's NBA to Isaiah Thomas. No. No, I mean, well, the like, you know, the the bad boy Pistons back in the day. Even the Celtics-Lakers series back in the 80s, if you go back and watch those, those were really physical series. Um, You know, I think they started to protect Jordan because Jordan was so good for the game. Later in his career, earlier in his career, he got just demolished. I mean, it's a miracle that, that he made it through some of those series against the Pistons in one piece. And then the same with Kobe. and It's the same thing in the NFL with protecting quarterbacks. You want fans to go to games. If I tell you, hey, you're going to go see the uh, Chiefs and the Bills. You're going to go see the Chiefs and the Bills tonight. It means you're going to see Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen. That's who you're going to see. If I tell you, well, Mahomes is out with a leg injury and, and, and uh, Allen has a bad concussion and a separated shoulder, they're not playing. Are you, are you as, as interested in the game? No. So if I tell you you're going to see the Phoenix Suns and I tell you, hey, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant aren't playing, you're not as interested. People, so it, it just I don't know when, when there's the line of demarcation, but as things have progressed, people have figured out that fans want to see the stars play. Which is sort of what's happened now with the usage thing, and you got to play so many games, and you can't do the, 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 the rest the same way and all that stuff, at least to some yep. level for getting punished. And for the most part, that's worked. I mean, you very rarely these days see a guy sit for rest. Yeah, I, I guess the thing is I just sort of tune out when we start doing the era conversation or even the Jordan-LeBron conversation because it's two completely brands, different brands of basketball. They're impossible to compare. Of course. Of I mean, course. anybody yeah. goes, well, this is 100% better. No, it's a completely different game. They're not even playing anywhere near the same game anymore. But go back and like on MLB Network when they'll show like an, a classic game from the 80s or something mm -hmm. and then watch a baseball game today. It's completely different. The way pitchers pitch, the way hitters hit, the way everything's done differently. Does it make one better or worse? Things Again, you know my thing. Things change just because something happened 
consistently for 30 years in the 70s, 80s, and 90s doesn't mean it's going to happen today or vice versa. It just doesn't work like that. Things change. Yeah. So, All right. We'll uh, move on to a couple things. I'm going to look at this college football story after the break. But first, Prom Shrimp, promshrimp.com. They've got a lot of different flavors for you. Their signature is one of my favorites. They've got the New Orleans-style barbecue, which is their best-selling option. And the new uh, soy ginger, great for hibachi-type dishes combined with rice, proteins, and much more there with Prime Shrimp. We're going to make it easy for you. As always, you get it shipped directly to your door. It's fewer than 10 minutes. Freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. Use code RG. Buy five pouches or more. Get 25% off. Again, that is PrimeShrimp.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. The College Corner is the place to go if you're uh, getting ready for uh, Ole Miss baseball season. Got uh, home game tomorrow, I believe, and then uh, home series this weekend, Ole Miss and um, South Carolina basketball this weekend as well. So if you need to get uh, stocked up with your Rebel gear, stop by the uh, College Corner right off the Oxford Commons, off Cisco, in, in the Oxford Commons, right off Sisk Avenue, I should say. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. They've got uh, two, uh, two locations in the Jackson area, and you can also order online at collegecornerstore.com. Also brought to you by Argent Wealth. Call Argent Wealth's 401k advisory services team today. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Mention that you heard about Argent Wealth on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Get 10% off your first year's fees. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John. Let him know uh, what you're thinking about in terms of your travel in terms of the vacation you want to make a special trip one that creates a lifetime of unique memories john can help just give him some parameters give him a budget he'll give you options and know this you don't have to live in or near memphis to take advantage of his services it's 901-494-3387 or send him an email j edwards at regency travel.net before you transition to the next thing i will say this the one thing about eras I firmly believe the greats in any era would be great in any era. Michael Jordan would be great today. He would be able to get his shot off today. Yes. Yes, he would. He would be exceptional today. Um, in the same way that Babe Ruth and Jackie Robinson and the greats from they would be different today because they would have had access to different nutrition and supplements and all of those things. I think greatness is supersedes eras. Yeah, the elite of the elite are elite. I mean, there's no, it's not. Willie Mays would be great today. Yeah. Yeah. Ted would find a way to put the bat on the ball. Mike Trout would have been great in the 30s. He would have looked different, but he would have been great in the 30s. You mentioned him. I had this written down. Just going to go here for a second. We got Trout, Rendon. 
Shohei obviously gone. You know what? I was thinking about it from a baseball standpoint at the pro level, especially, but this even fits for college too, to some extent. Unless you have a system that is deep enough all across the field and on the mound to be competitive, you're better off not even having a star. I get attendance and all that kind of things, but they're paying Trout. They got this guy, and I get that he's been injured and he's on the backside of his career, if nothing else at this point. Um, but a guy who has been talked about as maybe the greatest baseball player of all time, mm-hmm. they're over-under on wins this season is 74. They did all that with Shohei and Trout in the past years, didn't do anything competitively. You either have a roster-wide expectation of winning, or it doesn't matter. It's it's unlike any other sport. So the Angels' coverage yesterday was really interesting because some media got up in their fields about some things, and then you got some clickbait stuff, which is our field's just a disaster right now. It really is. It's really bad. Um, Trout laid the groundwork for requesting a trade yesterday. Mm-hmm. He he said, "Hey, I'm not, that's the easy way out. Not there yet," which is usually code for, "But I'm getting there." And who can blame him? And I don't blame the Angels if they move on from Mike Trout. If they're they're not winning. You should try to collect some assets. They their ownership has has, has been bad. They've been irresponsible with spending. Pujols, Rendon, others. It hasn't worked. They had Shohei for six years. It didn't work. Um. You know, I've been to that park a couple of times. Um, winning's hard, man. It's hard to win a championship. You know that. And they're, they're not they're not competitive. And they'll move off of him. The Rendon thing yesterday really bothered me. I went back and listened to the whole interview. Or read the whole interview, I should say. He didn't say anything wrong. He didn't say one thing wrong. He never said, I don't like baseball. That's not what he said. In fact, he said he loved baseball. He's played baseball all of his life. Mm-hmm. He, he said he had other things that were more meaningful in his life. That's cool. His faith and his family. He's got children now. He says he, he goes back and, and, and thinks about where he was 10 years ago, and he's a different person today than he was 10 years ago. Well, newsflash, most people who have children, their perspective changes as the kids grow up. Mine has. My priorities have changed. My fandom has changed. I mean, I'll cheer for the Cubs this year, but I don't really care. I hope the Thunder wins. Why do I want the Thunder to win? Because it would make Carson happy. Not going to really change my day any. I mean, it took me five days to get over a high school soccer loss. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm, I'm impacted. Why? Because my kid's on the field. That's all Rendon said. Other things have, I mean, he, he plays the game because he gets paid to play. If they stop paying him, he'd stop playing. He wouldn't go spend 162 days playing baseball if they didn't pay him. He didn't say, I'm not trying. He didn't say, it doesn't matter to me. He just gave perspective. He's in his mid-30s. And people just blew him up yesterday. And I, I kept reading, like, did, am I missing something? What did he say that was so bad? Well, they do the same thing in the NBA to Jokic because he wants to go home and mess with his horses and all that, and he's just kind of out there, and he does it because he's great at it. It's very similar. He's not the ambassador of the game just because he's the best player in the world. We don't do that to a banker. Hey, (laughs) is First National Bank the most important thing in your life? Well, no. I mean, it's my job. I mean, I do it. I I, I try to be good at it. I try to do a good, good job, but no. You know, the most important things in my life are my faith and my family. We would never go, you son of a bitch, he hates banking. No, we would, why do we do that with athletes? 
Well, it's like Drew says here. He goes, and he's right. I don't understand how a responsible, mature adult can have an issue with Rendon's comments. It's that we have this vocal minority that gets all this action because they look for clicks and stuff that we don't look at the guy goes, hey, that guy wrote a really sensible column and made sense about Rendon. Okay, moving on. We don't do that. We amplify well, all the shit is what we do. Well, who's going into our field now? Yeah. Mostly young people. There's no editors. They don't have a lot of perspective. So a lot of the young writers that are doing that don't have families. They have no. They can't relate to that. What do you mean it does? So the angels aren't the most important thing in your life. Okay, I mean that we would never do that to anyone else. Mm -hmm. I mean, an engineer, a structural. I mean, a, a, an electrical engineer. Is that the I most mean, important look, thing in your life? No, I mean, I, I, I enjoy it. I do my job. I, I take pride in my job. I work hard. I show up for work. I do my best. I understand that my job's important because I don't want people to die. But are you asking me, would I do it for free? Probably not. Well, it, it, you know, I, I, it's... When I, go, when I go home, do it, are, are, is, is little Johnny and little Susie, are they more important to me than my job? Yeah. I mean, we, we would never go of a bit. I'm not even. I'm not comparing it to Rendon or whatever, but I mean, it kind of happened to me a little bit. I guess it's Saturday night at the basketball game. I was I was walking by somebody and they were like, "Hey, you know, you got home opener, excited for baseball season or whatever." And I, I gave a really honest answer. I was just like, "Yeah." I was like, "I mean, I'll lock in." I was like, "I'll be honest. I haven't really done it yet." I was like, "Oh, we, we've covered it and whatnot, but haven't uh, haven't been able to kind of get completely there." And I told Mark Etheridge on the podcast a few weeks ago when we had him on, I said, I, I almost go through a little bit of depression for a few weeks right before. It's just like, it's seven, yeah. 10 days and you go, God, it's really busy. Like this is this part of the year. And I told the guy on Saturday night, I said, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. There's things that I really enjoy about that sport, but sure. it's a lot of nights away from my kid. It's a lot of whatever. I mean, baseball's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, I was like, you know, whatever. And I kind of got a response back like, wow. And I was like, and I, to the point that, I felt like I almost had to defend my my answer. I went, well, I'm not digging ditches. I'm not upset about it. You just ask a question, sure. and I'm going, hey, it's not, you know, there's going to be a Tuesday where I'm like, I really don't want to be at the ballpark right now, but it's all right. Of it's course. not the end of the world. So I, I do I do that at the beginning of football for a few days. First few days, I have to like, go, like come on, let's go. Here, let's do it again. Here we go. We're going to do it again because I know that what it means is, and especially now that we've built MPW Digital to what it is, thank God. But I also know that in football, that means, hey, I'm going to be taping on Wednesday nights. I'm going to be taping on Thursday nights. I'm, I'm going to be doing a show maybe Saturday night late. Mm -hmm. I got to get up on Sunday and I got to get all the content ready. It's going to be a grind. Not like you, I'm not complaining. It's, great. it's a great way to make a living. And we figured out a way to, to make even more money. But it's still work. And it's not more important than my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the Rendon criticism yesterday. I, I just, I'm, I'm baffled by it. I, I really don't understand. He, the guy's had a great career. He's an exceptional player. The Angels gave him the contract. He's honored the contract. It was predictable that his production would fall off as he got older. I don't know if you've heard, Father Time's pretty damn good. And... It, it it was predictable. It, it, I I don't know where that consternation came from. I, I don't know what is, and I'm sure for a guy like him, there's a certain degree of. Here we go. Okay, this is going to be a seven month, grueling grind. He's going to be away from his family a lot. His body's going to be broken down a lot. 
This is going to be a struggle. His team hasn't won in forever. There's probably a lot there. Yeah. But those guys, because th there's no nuance, like you said, there's no nuance in that coverage anymore. I would pay a really large subscription for just like lukewarm takes. Get my media consumption. Everybody goes, hey, here's what it is. I have no real hard opinion. Okay, cool. Sweet. Well, I'll move on. Just, just tell me I'll what's give you going another on. One. Before, we're going to go to the football thing, which I think is really interesting. The other one that bothered me yesterday was the criticism of Tom Ricketts. And I'm not, a big Ricketts guy. I'm not a big Ricketts guy. Uh, Cody Bellinger remains unsigned. And so, of course, at Cubs camp, every day, it's all about Bellinger, who may or may not re-sign with the Cubs. I don't know. No one knows. And Tom Ricketts, who's the owner of the Cubs, has been the owner of the Cubs for, I think, like 16 years now, something like that. He was asked about it. And it's his stance that he doesn't get involved in negotiations. He hires baseball people to make baseball decisions. He gives them a budget. They go with it. And for the most part, the Cubs have been top 10 salary. They haven't spent like the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Mets, but, but they've spent. And his only comment was, I don't, I don't talk to Scott, referring to Scott Boris. He doesn't deal with him. He doesn't negotiate with him he knows that that's one of boris's plays is to go over the front office go to the owner get the owner emotionally involved the owner makes the big expenditure and they go and then he said they set the budget based on okay well here are our revenues here are our expenses and what everything that's left goes into baseball and i'm like i get it okay i mean that's kind of how most people do their budgets Unless it's the federal government, at which point it's a totally different deal. You just spend it. Um, you know, that it's like, why don't you just outlay an additional $200 million and go buy all these players? It'll make the fans feel good. Well, you don't have the money. You'd have to borrow the money from somewhere. And then if it doesn't work, you've, you've mortgaged the, the franchise in a way. That's all he was saying. And he's getting killed. Just um. killed in Cub Twitter world. January of 09 is when he bought the team. Okay. Just getting killed in Twitter world by the Cub fans. Just destroyed. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, the only, I, I feel like the only rational person. Because it's emotional and they go, I don't care, just win. I have no other contacts. Just, by God, I want the just, toy, so buy the toy. Just go get Bellinger. Give him whatever he wants. Even though yeah. the valuation that the front office does shows that they expect regression. Mm-hmm. They don't think he's worth two hundred million. Well, it's now, it's a lot like the it's a lot like NILs and collectives. I mean, the Grove Collective has been very very steadfast on this is what a player projects yeah. as. However, you want to phrase that, there've been they have lost several players to other teams over the course of the offseason where it's been like, yeah, you could have gotten emotional and kept the dude, no doubt. But you went, yeah. nope that that that's not where we have him slated. So we're not doing. There it. were there were several offensive linemen that they started off very much in on, and then when the price got too high, they moved on. Now, is it possible they made a mistake and that player would have been? Yeah, sure. But you, you either trust your valuations or you don't. I mean, if, if you're Tom Ricketts, why, why are you paying Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins to make decisions if you're not going to trust their decisions? Now, at some point, they're responsible for the product on the field, and if the product on the field is inferior... And it's because, well, they didn't make good evaluations and they didn't use the budget well. Well, they're going to lose their jobs. 
Mm-hmm. That's just they know that. I don't. I. But again, the conversation you and I are having does not get a lot of clicks in Twitter world. No, levelness is it's, not a, where it's that what, happens. It's what's wrong. It's what's wrong with journalism. So, this football thing, I uh, read through it again. This is coming from Dennis Dodd of uh, CBSSports.com. All jokes I make about Dennis. This is well done. Um, not only was it down in 2023, but offenses at the FBS level scoring, if you will, was down for the third consecutive year that had never happened previously since the NCAA started tracking statistics in 1937. Now, the reasons for that are a lot like what we have already talked about. This isn't no-brainer. I mean, this is no-brainer stuff, but it's still interesting when you look at it. Average scoring was down to uh, 27.7 points per team, the lowest since 2009. Total offense was down for the fifth consecutive year, 385 uh, on total yards, lowest since 2010. Average yards passing, 229, was the lowest since 2010. Average yards rushing, 156, the lowest since 2009. An average touchdown per game, uh, 3.47, the lowest since 2008. And, you know, it, it's a it's a extreme scenario. You've got LSU that led the nation in scoring at 45.5, and you got whatever the hell Iowa did on offense. So, you know, it's, it's one of those mean median kind of deals. It's not all over the place. But the three main reasons that he identifies, and it's things that you and I have talked about, so this explains it, the new first down rule eliminated a handful of plays from the game. Elite defensive linemen have become more important because, for the most part, offensive linemen are losing that battle in the trenches. Again, a lot of reasons why, but that is the uh, that's the end result and the conclusion, the thesis of that. And then here, one that I think is true is defenses are simply getting smarter, more varied, and they're confusing the quarterback because you know that, that that's happening at the NFL level too. We keep talking about how hey, there's only 10, 12 elite quarterbacks in the world or five elite quarterbacks in the world and all that stuff, even though in the NFL, offenses are where things are progressing and getting protected and the wide receivers have such an advantage over the the, the defense and all those things. But it's because once that ball is snapped and even pre-snap, the defenses are faster and they're better. The defensive linemen are awesome. The linebackers run like safeties and corners and all that kind of stuff. It's just freaking hard to throw in those windows despite the advantages. What is interesting about this from a college football standpoint is, you know, we talk about, oh, ways to make it more offensive, ways to score more. They went clock over offense, and I find that interesting. Not even wrong, just interesting from a how do we fix the game, what do we do to improve the game. It was, no, we've got to, by God, shorten it, not, by God, we need more yards and points. You know what I mean? And. A lot, of, a lot of sports don't do that. A lot of sports go, no, I just want all the points, all the points, all the points. I think so much of this is a precipitous decline in, defense, in offensive line play. Yeah, I do too. Because passing I, and running is harder without a line. Duh. I mean, great analysis. Um, I, I think that's just the majority of it. Offenses don't aren't as productive because they're disrupted. Um, it's hard to get elite quarterbacks now because elite quarterbacks for the most part you have to be able to move so you're you're the 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 era of the drop back passer who just picks apart a defense with a lot of downfield throwing that's that's pretty rare now when you go back and watch like john elway in denver i don't know that that offense again elway would would modify his game and be a great player 
But I don't know that the offense that he ran would really work today. Go back and we were talking about the Redskins a little bit the other day. Joe Gibbs because of the Daytona 500. Go back and watch the Joe Theismann, John Riggins, Redskins offense. I watched some highlights of that Super Bowl the other day when they were getting ready for the Super Bowl 58 or whatever it was. That 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 era is completely done. What 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 was that team known for? Offensive line play. They they had an elite offensive front. I don't know what what NFL teams have elite offensive fronts now. And and everybody's everybody's offense is disrupted. Who was the most disruptive player in the in the Super Bowl? Chris Chris Jones. He should have won MVP. He, he was the best player on the field. Yeah, he was the most impactful, most valuable player on the field. They couldn't block him. And that's I just think that's a common thing, and I, I, there's a lot of reasons for it. People are reluctant to dive into it. I get why. Um, the game has changed at, at the youth level. There's, there's far more emphasis on skill positions. Oh, it, it, it's said here in the stream. I mean, Ron's right. Teaching OL techniques is no longer happening in youth league. Changing weight requirement hurts. Said uh, nowadays they plop fatter kids on the offensive line and use them as walls. It's true. Yeah. Well, and for the most part, fewer kids play football. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Look around the country. Fewer kids play football. I mean, I can look at Oxford. I've talked about this before. They have an elite baseball program. Well, a generation ago, most of those kids would have played football. A generation later, most of them don't. Carson played 7A soccer this year. I got to see a lot of really good soccer teams. Clinton, Madison Central, Hernando, obviously, they won the state championship. Oxford was very good. You could argue Oxford was a goal away from playing for a state championship. You know, I mean, there's a lot of really good teams. Northwest Rankin was very good. They made it to the state title. The one thing that kept sticking out to me as I watched those games this year was there's a lot of bigger kids. A generation ago, the little kids played soccer. Small guys who could run. You know, and the, now it's a lot of bigger guys. The multiple teams that that I saw him play against had Jackson Prep was a team they played. Jackson Prep beat them. I think Jackson Prep played for maybe they won the the private school championship. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know they beat JA in the in the semifinal. But there were bigger kids. Well, a generation ago, a lot most of those kids wouldn't have played soccer. They would have played football. They don't play football now. And I think you're seeing the impact of that in the game. I think, the, frankly, the socioeconomics of football have changed. And I just think it's changing the game. And you're getting fewer guys that play offensive line now. And that's impacting the game. And, and the elite players play the money positions. Quarterback, receiver, defensive end, corner. No, I told you. I mean, I you know, if, if it's nineteen ninety two, Carson plays safety or something on the football team. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, again, and so go to one of these go to one of these baseball tournaments. They'll be everywhere this weekend. Next weekend. The weekend after that. For the next twelve weekends. 
look at how many kids are out there playing baseball. It's a gazillion of them. I mean, that's why when people talk about baseball, baseball's super healthy. I mean, it's got issues. Everything has issues. Baseball has its issues, and we talked about it. But the sport itself yeah, is pretty damn healthy, man. I mean, there's a lot of kids playing baseball, and only baseball. Austin says in the uh, in the stream, saw an article a year ago that said in 2013, over 600,000 kids played some form of high school football. In 2023, that number was in the 200,000 range. So you're talking a huge decrease there. Huge. If that is, it's if huge. That is correct. It's, it's just changed. Stuff changes. So now football how has, will they scheme and change, and what does that look like? I have no idea. Football has a perception issue among parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing on this part of it, the 2023 numbers uh, interrupt, was, which, which, which was a 30-year trend from 93 to 2002, scoring increased each year, and the top 10 scoring seasons have all occurred since 2012. So we're talking about this type of decline only being since really 2016 to start and then 2020 um, following following that. But anyway, it was the last I thing think I'm right. I think I'm right. I, I think that you can – this is a fairly new thing, and you can trace it back a generation. Yeah. Like you think um, about it. I'll use – hold on. I'll use my kid as an example just because he's my kid. But I can remember – I want to say it was the week of the Sugar Bowl when Ole Miss played in the Sugar Bowl January 1 of 2016. Laura came down to New Orleans to spend a few days with me, and we went to see that concussion movie, the yeah. Mike Webster yeah. movie. So that's 2015, so Carson was nine. And she walked out of there going, he's not playing football. Well, do you think she was the only woman that said he's not playing football? I'm going to guess not. I'm going to guess that she represented a lot of people when she made that comment. He's not playing football. So he never played. Just never played the game. He was nine years old. So think about how many nine, eight, seven, ten, six-year-old boys in that range who literally ten years earlier would have played football. They played other sports. I mean, he played a lot of basketball. He played a lot of soccer. He played a good bit of baseball. Never played football. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm going to guess that he is representative of a lot of kids that were the exact same way. I don't yeah. know what youth football numbers are, but youth football numbers are different than they were when I was a kid, when you were a kid. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a bigger deal in the other sports, but just to give you an idea of how much travel has been evolved uh, – involved with these uh, realignment situations. UCLA on the upcoming season from a travel standpoint, their total travel, 22,275 miles, just as an interesting way to look at it. If it was lined up into one trip, that would be 89.4% around the world. They have non-conference round trips to Hawaii and LSU, and then their Big Ten season, they traveled to Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, and then they do get Washington. Um, the mileage is almost five times what the 2022 uh, UCLA schedule was. Works out to an average trip from Los Angeles to Montgomery, Alabama for a road game on average. God. And that's just football. 
That's just football. That's not volleyball <laughs> team doing this Friday, Sunday, back at school on Monday. Because, I mean, look, it's where it's where college athletics in general is so screwed up because I'm so tired of hearing all the different sides. And it's where, frankly, it's where I almost kind of agree with the NCAA for a second when I go, you know, you people, you make up us. You tell us what you want us to do. You keep talking about all the student-athlete stuff because it sounds good around a conference table. And then you get pissed off when the rules that you put in motion are getting played out. Now, look, the NCAA has plenty of problems, but you know what I mean, is they can't just admit the truth around the conference tables because what they're doing is UCLA during the regular season is going to have an impact similar for the smaller sports, similar to what Ole Miss just did in Hawaii. Ole Miss baseball, every one of those kids missed three classes. Three. If they had a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule because they missed Wednesday, they left. They missed Friday, and obviously, and they missed Monday because they didn't get back till late yesterday. Well, now you're just doing this over and over and over and over and over and over again in a way that I never want to hear one more word about you give two dams about academics or a kid or anything else. It is it is no. money and what you think makes the most sense from aligning the pocket standpoint moving forward. So, I mean, whatever the think about the, the other fall sports. What is it? It's volleyball and soccer. That's correct. Yeah. If, if those teams are flying all over the place to go play their games. Those, those young women are missing a lot of school. They're missing a lot. They're, and they're, they're not really having a college experience either. I mean, if you're having to fly to Piscataway to play a soccer game, and then you go down to Penn State to play another one, and then you come back, and you've been gone for a week, and you're flying across the country, and you've got jet lag, and you're tired. And I mean, I, I'm, I I'm going to guess that a lot of the Ole Miss baseball players today are a little sleepy. Today's a little bit of a tired day. Like you got to get your legs back. You got to go. You got to play tomorrow. But you're a little. You're human, and they're in a perpetual state of that. It's just the whole the the whole realignment thing. And I get it. It's all built around the big TV contracts and the money. But for the other sports, it really doesn't make sense. And it's that's expensive. Very expensive travel too. And that's where the part that. People are like, when are they going to break away? Well, understand that the breakaway means that you won't do it with the other sports anymore. Mm-hmm. You'll do something different to those sports. Because breaking away, I'm assuming part of – the only reason that, that you would break away is financially and to get somehow get away from Title IX legislation. And the moment you do that, the rest of it becomes club sports. The uh, top seven teams from a travel standpoint next year, UCLA, as we mentioned, at number one, Cal at number two, Stanford at number three, Washington at number four, SC at number five, Oregon at number six, and then Miami at number seven. Um, The ACC school, because the ACC is pretty wide, a lot of places to go north, and then they also have a trip to Cal on October 5th, which is one of the longest trips in the country. That's 2,868 miles by itself there on uh, on the trip to Cal, so... I have flown Again. from San Francisco to Tampa direct before. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's a flight. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's that is a that is a flight. Yeah, not and an I did easy it, trip. Here, I did it after running a marathon, and so imagine what it's like for a football football guys that got beat up in a football game, sprained an ankle, twisted a knee. That flight's not going to be great for that injury. Mm-hmm. So, and then say, hey, play, play again next week. It's just, I don't know. There's a lot there. Yeah, no doubt. So, anyway, be back in a second. First, uh, factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. 
wherever tomorrow takes you. Be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. Over 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Also, uh, ways to enjoy 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. You can sign up and save. They've done the math. Factors less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. It's the perfect solution for looking for uh, fast, upscale options done easily, and it's flexible to your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. You can pause, reschedule deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormills.com slash mpw50 and use code mpw50 to get 50% off. That's code mpw50 at factormills.com slash mpw50 to get 50% off. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. Opa is the perfect place to plan your company dinner, your festive party event. Also, just a great place to stop in, have a meal while you are in town. Uh, check it out on the square. Opa, they can accommodate up to 200 guests. Fabulous food, great craft libations, great setting as well. So uh, get in touch with them if you're interested in catering or booking information. Uh, call Jeannie at 601-421-7147. Also, don't forget to make rafters, music, and food on the square a part of your uh, – Weekend, when you're coming up for uh, baseball, basketball, or both, check them out at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. If your company is looking to uh, hire quality, hard-to-find talent, 
service specialists can help. Keep in mind that they send um, they send candidates to you, and until you hire one of those candidates, it's no no cost. In other words, you've got nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hinder are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur simply looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludicke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, nothing to lose. MyPerfectFranchise.net, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net, or give him a call at 404 973 Nine nine zero one. Okay, back to the uh, football thing real quick. Here is they said Steve Shaw, former SEC head of officials, now I think a college football czar um, when it comes to officiating. Uh, the projection was seven plays per game when per game would be lost with the new clock rules. That actually is not what happened. It was down to only four point five fewer plays per game. So not a lot of change. Uh, they've run through all the data at this point. The uh, game times shrunk an average of five minutes per game to three hours. Uh, I don't think that's right. It says three hours, 23 seconds, but the average football game was not three hours, 23 seconds. That's got to be three hours, 23 minutes. Um, what annoys me is just say you did it for TV because it's why you did it. You did it for TV. Yeah. You did it to shorten things. You you did everything to try to fit into a window and Shaw comes back and talks about how, oh, no, it had nothing to do with that. It was player safety. It's like, oh, my God. No, Can we TV. just be honest once? The, listen, the TV people want us to get the games in this window. And yes. we're doing the best we can get it in that window because they are trying to fulfill all of their obligations to get all their inventory on the different platforms. Cool. Why is no, that hard? We, we, I mean... TV pays the bills. When you pay that much money, you're going to have some say in the product. Shaw says that a next up, next up may be an alteration that would allow the clock to run after out-of-bounds rushes. I don't like that. Quit changing the game to where we're having a new game. Stop. Cut a freaking oh, commercial break if you want to do that. Didn't they already do that? He might mean period. I don't know. Or outside two minutes, they, I guess. I thought when you ran out of bounds, they stopped the clock for a second, but they restarted it. No, you can stop the clock by going out of bounds. Okay. Kind of runs. Let's see. Uh, what is this? Real quick. Um, Dennis Dodd does a, a hot seat from a statistical point of view. And uh, he has three SEC coaches among the four coaches listed. He has Billy Napier, number one. Says uh, the Gators gave up 4.84 per rush in 2023. Their most since at least 1989. 
He's fired two defensive assistants, including his defensive line coach, lost another to a promotion to Texas A&M. He has Sam Pittman from Arkansas second on this list. Says new offensive coordinator, old head coach Petrino, guided A&M to its highest scoring season since 2018. And if you believe Petrino was ever allowed to fully guide the offense, Jimbo Fisher was fired on number 12th. He has Dave Aranda, Ole Miss' Sugar Bowl opponent from a few years ago, at number three on the hot seat list. He's 9-16 and 16 the last two seasons. And then Clark Lee at Vanderbilt, number four, which, fine, whatever, but I just don't know what difference it makes either way. So, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure at some point Clark's like, just give me my money, I'll do whatever. As for the other ones, Napier has an NIL issue. They don't have it. They admitted out Arkansas, loud. Quote. Yeah. Arkansas had a culture issue a year ago. Now, it, here's what's interesting about them is the Petrino thing is interesting because Fisher didn't let Petrino do what he wanted to do. I do think Pittman will let him do whatever he wants to do. I think it's going to be Petrino's offense. I don't know enough about Aranda's deal. I'm, I'm a little surprised, actually, because... They had it going. I'm guessing their deal is a lot of NIL related. They just don't have the money to buy the players. And listen, you can fire Napier and you can fire Pittman and and they'll get candidates because they're paying money at SEC jobs. But every one of those guys, the first question they're going to ask of the decision makers is, tell me about your NIL. Tell me all about it. I need to know what's what what's what are my options from an NIL standpoint in Gainesville, in Fayetteville, in Waco. Mm-hmm. If you're taking the Vanderbilt job, it's just like how much money can I get? Because we're not going to win. I'll I'll be the whipping boy for a few years. How much money am I am I making? That's it. But if you're going to get a strong coach these days to take the Florida job, to take the Arkansas job, it's, it's got to be because you present a, a, a plan of action as it pertains to your ability to buy players. And it's a plan of action that, I mean, is, is a lot in your ability, but not completely. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not like... It's not like... Chris Beard can just go out and uh, dominate the NIL market just because he has a plan for NIL. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, it is place dependent. I mean, it puts hard caps on what you're 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 able to do or not do. Yeah, it's. I mean, you mentioned Beard. It's going to be the conversation we're having in a few weeks. His name's going to come up with other jobs, and the question's going to be: Can you compete with whatever package they put together from an NIL standpoint? Is there enough oxygen in the room? If you, if you fund football the way that you're trying to fund football, is there enough left? Can you continue to raise, and is that sustainable year over year? Because football takes up we talked, oxygen. Justify we t- talked about this on McCready and Siski yesterday. The question Tyler had for me, and I'll, I'll throw it to you. Is it possible to be competitive at the highest level in football, men's basketball, and baseball at an SEC school? Because the question is, is there a school doing it? Would be the way to phrase that. And now, there are only so many schools that are willing to do it at the level baseball would be required. If you told me a team right now is doing it, and I get they're not number one in any sport, but Mm -hmm. I think Tennessee is probably doing as well as anyone. They are. They're doing really well at it. I would think over the three sports, they make sense. Yeah, LSU has a gift because they have 
Marucci uh, for baseball. A company funding baseball. So yeah, it takes that right. pressure off of them there. I mean, it's... His A&M other from a straight money standpoint is doing pretty well. Yeah. Hasn't translated. No. Because they're not winning big in football. Mm-hmm. So the question is that some of these places, and A&M's not one of them, but it's some of these places, would it make sense to just kind of punt football and pour your, pour your resources into men's basketball, baseball, maybe women's basketball? I mean, you get some pub out of it. I think the answer is no, it doesn't, because while that works in the spring, when the fall rolls around, you, you need to be relevant, competitive in football. When you're not, you see what it looks like. And here's Arkansas. the thing, Chase. Here's the thing, Chase. Next year, once you lose your third game, you're not you're not competitive anymore. And so what is that? I mean, there, there's a lot of schools have been able, hey, the guys are six and three. We're still playing for a bowl. Now it's like you're six and three. You have no chance to make the playoff. Five and four. Hey, we still got a chance to have a winning season. You know, we, we go seven to five, eight and four. It'd be a really good season at fill in the blank university. Now it's just the way you didn't make the playoff. It's it's going to be a totally different mindset for fans. I kind of thought that's what Arkansas was doing a little bit because you know they had Musselman had it rolling. They were getting big time recruits. Obviously, Van Horn does well, and they've got a lot of money for NIL and baseball and all these things. But even in a place like Arkansas, that's very much basketball ingrained in their community and their environment and their university, it's not enough to offset a four and eight football season. To where you go, hey, well, basketball is about to start. Woo hoo! No, 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 no. You can't no, suck. No, and you know you can be really, really good in in baseball and top ranked and all that stuff, and it just doesn't make up for a football disaster. Oklahoma is struggling in all three right now, all three sports. Yeah, they're having they're having an nil. Yeah, come to Jesus. Yeah, there's no doubt. So, I don't know. I Napier could be gone by the time Ole Miss even gets down there because, as said in the stream, it's very possible they start five and zero, but then they could lose five or seven in a row to finish the year. I mean, like, and it looks even worse. That's not paper losses. That's where people get excited and the the Pollyannas think you've got it turned around and that schedule just hits you in the teeth and you're done. I don't think he can survive a five and seven when he starts five and zero. Oh. Or no. four, you know, start four and one and finish five and seven, whatever. No, he can't. He can't survive it. But, again, when you go to the next hot guy, he's going to say, why did he fail? Mm-hmm. Why did Billy Napier fail? Billy Napier, who dominated at Louisiana Lafayette, who had multiple SDC suitors, goes to Florida, fails. Why? Did he forget how to be a football coach? He was one of Nick Saban's top assistants. Did he, did he have a stroke? What happened? Why did it not work? It's not my point is it's not all on Napier. No. You can't go, well, he was just a buffoon. No, he wasn't. It's not it. What was it? Maybe there was a fit issue, sure, I'll give you that. But it goes deeper than that. 
And so that's the problem that these programs, they're going to have to look in the mirror and go, well, in an era when you need $8 million for, in salary to just be competitive in football, he didn't have it. I mean, the, the guy that manages the Pittsburgh Pirates, Chase, is not a buffoon every year. That's not it. They don't have the players. They don't have the resources. The guy that manages the Oakland A's this year is not going to win a World Series. It's not going to be because he's less of a baseball guy than Dave Roberts. Mm-hmm. Right? Not because he, he knows less about baseball. He's, he's worse at managing bullpens. That's, that's not it. Get the resources Jay Johnson, don't. Jay Johnson won the national championship last year at LSU. He did. Right? He did. Okay, if I'd put if I had put Jay Johnson at Alabama, would he have won the national championship? He would not have. But is is it because he would have on the move from Baton Rouge to Tuscaloosa, he would have had a car accident? I mean, what was it? No, he's the same dude. He had Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz, and yeah, he had better players there. It's yeah. all about that. So, I mean, that's when Arkansas fires Sam Pittman, who was always known as a really good recruiter and a lead offensive line coach. Why is their offensive line so bad? They don't have the players to play. They didn't have the price. They didn't have the money to go out and get the good offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's what it boiled down to. It boiled down to they didn't they didn't have the resources, and then you have the culture issues when you don't manage it well. There's a lot there. I mean, don't get me wrong. If Arkansas has the bad season that I think most anticipate that they'll have, sure, some of the blame, absolutely, a lot of the blame goes on Sam Pittman, but not all of it. That's not that's if you if you put all of it on Sam Pittman. And you go, okay, well, we fired him. Now we bring in a new guy. We're good. No, it's, it's, it's not that simple. Yeah. We'll get into basketball in a uh, in a second. First, uh, NE Spark, uh, that is S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, Network security, wireless mesh extender who need the extra uh, help and more to get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced to competing in nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great venue for uh, corporate outings, uh, reunions, whatever the case may be. Get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. And we're brought to you by uh, Art Hayes, Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's International Realty to work for you. As a licensed agent with Sotheby's and a supporter of all things Ole Miss, Art can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you. Seriously, so call and ask Art how. 612-805-5929 or email Art at Arthur.Hayes, H-A-Y-S, at LakesMN.com. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy in Oxford, 662-236-2222. Also in Holly Springs with Tyson Drug, 662-252. Two three two one. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Fee prescriptions the same day each month. Take care of you, whether it be one delivery or one carryout. You get everything you need when you need it with G and M. They make it easy to be your community pharmacy. So again, 
Take advantage of their services in Oxford. That's 662-236-2222. Yeah, I mean, what happens, reading from the streamer a little bit, talking about like inflation and prices going crazy and all this stuff being so expensive, things might level, but I mean, they hardly ever go down. Like that's not even a that's not even a thing anymore. Um, where you revert. I mean, it's where probably house prices that go. Hey, we're going wait for house prices to go down. They might level off. They might go down because interest rates fall. They're not going down. I mean, that's just that's not the way that works. Um, no, I, look, I remember that too. To my McDonald's. I mean, I can remember being as a kid and the two cheeseburger meal or the big fr- the Big Mac meal. There was like three or four of them. And now most of you guys are older than me, and you be able to remember it even cheaper. But I remember the specifically. It was two ninety nine for those three or four, and then with tax, it was three twenty, is what it was. And it was, you know, the medium fry, the medium drink, and whatever the deal is. I mean, I would assume most of those things are close to ten bucks now, something like that. I mean, I don't know exactly, but that would be my guess. Um, looking at it here, actually trying to find the exact uh, the exact answer. I know I gave Carson 20 bucks. They were in South Haven. They played a game and I gave it because they were going to stop as a team and eat dinner. I gave yeah. him 20 bucks and that's plenty for whatever he's getting. Cause it's not like he was ordering a couple of beers. You know what I mean? Um, and he ended up having to borrow from a teammate for whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a, <laughs> I don't know where it was, but I mean, he, he needed like, I think he borred like three dollars from ICL or something. I mean, so he, you know, it was like twenty three dollars. I'm sure he was hungry and he ate a lot, but still, uh, a Big Mac meal. And this is probably a nationwide average. I'm just at like some site on the internet, so I don't. I, I know the prices are different depending on your location. Big Mac meal today, pre tax at eight seventy nine. When I was a kid, it was two ninety nine. Two cheeseburger hey. meals, six sixty-seven. So it hasn't it hasn't gone up as much. You know, it hadn't gone up at all. Price of a subscription at Rivals. That puppy. We that are inflation-proof. Is what we I are. Mean, the Fed can come after you. They can do whatever they want. They can't touch us. It's amazing. I'm looking at these prices. Good grief. Families of four or five. I don't. I'm not, you, when you eat out, it's like hundred bucks, no matter what. Like it just. There's nothing you can do. It's. It's. How, it's, often, how often do either you by yourself or you as your family get fast food? Um, Carly Ann will have Chick Fil A a couple times a week, probably. But beyond that, I mean, hardly at all. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't know the last time that I have chosen to stop at a fast food place. I. I just. It's not really. You know. Now I'll get. I might get some takeout or like a grab and go from like a nukes or an obese or something. But if you're talking about straight, like I pulled into yeah. McDonald's. No, I mean, it's just not really part of my, part of my deal. Mm-mm. I haven't um, been to a fast food place, like in and out of a, of a drive through since I think it's been three years. We were on the way to the beach and we stopped. Laura and I went to like, a Oh, it's that long. Yeah. It's been three years. Yeah, Carly Ann gets a good bit of Chick-fil-A. I, we had to take her to the doctor in Jackson a few weeks ago, and I think that's the last time I had fast food was we stopped at a Chick-fil-A, the one in Madison right there. Um, and I yeah. and I was complicated as hell because, I mean, as you know, I'm trying to drop some weight. I'm trying to start the training for a marathon. I ordered like a, 
like a pro like I got the I got the the char grilled chicken club, but like I got no bread, it wrapped in lettuce. Like I was really being a, a jerk with the customized order when I was doing it. Like it was it, it was all complicated when I was when I was getting it. I was like, I'll do that and some grilled nuggets and like it was it was it was trying to be very precise with my with my order when I did it. So Yeah. Um but pretty hard to do at that's maybe the one place that I can Chick-fil-A think of. actually but like all jokes aside they are great about customization they have enough grilled options like no it, it's yeah. it's legit you can you can do it without a problem especially I mean it's what I love about not even like the antisocial it's I love ordering on the apps because you can do that customization down to the fine tooth where they see it and you're not trying to go okay I'm talking to the, the person and trying to convey all that we would have been so screwed up like it would never have yeah. have have, have computed the same way. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll get pizza occasionally. Um, but when I do that, I mean, I, again, I'm weird. I'll get the, the pizza bowls that don't have the bread. It's just the cheese and the, and the toppings. Um, that's, that's typically my, my move from, from that. So, you know, pizza is not a guilty pleasure of mine. That's one thing that I like occasionally, but that's never going to be the thing like, Oh my God, if I don't have pizza, I'm, I'm whatever. I have my vices, but that's not one. We do the cauliflower crust pizza sometimes with like turkey pepperoni and turkey sausage, and it's sort of. I mean, you still have the cheese on it, but the rest of it is still quasi healthy, and you kind of feel like you're eating. If nothing something. else, you've convinced yourself it's healthy for the day. You can yeah. mentally be a little more whatever. And in reality, it's probably still just pretty bad for you. Yeah, probably, but either way, yeah. Uh, two games tonight. Tennessee is at Missouri. I like the Volunteers' chances to make Missouri 0-13 in the SEC. Tennessee should move to 10-3 and in the SEC. The uh, Vols are favored by 11.5 in Como tonight in that one. And then just a must-win for Texas A&M. They're 6-6 six six in the SEC. They are hosting the Arkansas Razorbacks tonight at Reed Arena in College Station. They are favored by 10.5 in that game. So, uh, Yeah, Kind of don't hate Missouri in the points there because Tennessee's might be a little flat, and then I don't hate Texas A and M laying the number. Although Arkansas played Mississippi State really well Saturday, which from a pure gambling standpoint should at least lend you a moment's pause. Well, I don't know what to make of A and M. They're so scatterbrained. You don't know what you're getting with them. They could, you know, Taylor and the other kid whose name is escaping me can blow it up. Radford. And be a, be awesome, and then the next day they just no show, and you go, okay, I don't, I don't know what I mean. And they're coming off a, I mean Alabama just running them out of the gym, which Bama does that to a lot of people in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, they I'm not do that to a lot of people. Them. Yeah, like I said, I think I'd lay the points. I just like you said, A and M's sporadic, and I mean Arkansas is bad, but they just played State really well in a game State had to have. So I don't know. Wouldn't I'm not laying the the mortgage payment on either one of those games. We don't know any lines yet. Um, but Wednesday's games, there are four of them, and frankly, Ole Miss State is the only one that I even find very compelling. Unless you want to talk yourself into the last one, I'm going to mention. But we've got Ole Miss at Mississippi State at eight o'clock on ESPN two. We have Florida at Alabama six o'clock on ESPN two. Georgia at Vanderbilt. 7.30 on SEC Network, and then the Kentucky Wildcats are at the LSU Tigers at 8 o'clock on ESPN. It's a, it's a, 
Neil and I were looking at it yesterday just by accident. LSU has such a weird schedule that if, 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 if they could win this game against Kentucky, and I get it, but for the hell of it, let's give it to them because I have a point. LSU, 13-12 and 12 currently, but they're 5-7 in the SEC. If they could get this one against Kentucky tomorrow, 14-12, and 6-7, and seven, and their close is Mississippi State at home, Georgia at home, at Vanderbilt, at Arkansas, Missouri at home. There's no guaranteed loss in that where LSU, they're, they're not completely out of playing themselves into some sort of contention. Now, look, they could lose one or two and it all go away, but when you're Matt McMahon sitting in that room, there's a there's a path to tell your kids there. And their nets in the 80s. I was at that low. Gonna, Feels too low, yeah, man. Their problem is I, unless you probably – Probably the path to the NCAA tournament must include a win over Kentucky. That would really help their net. And then you yeah, win those other games. The problem with that is that you've got two Missouri games. Their net's in the 170s or 150s. You've got Arkansas, who's in the 130s, I think, in net. You're um, having to you run it and just say you're 11-7. and seven, Hope it matters. Yeah, Georgia's just inside the top 100. And then Mississippi State's got a good net. You probably yeah. would still have to do something in Nashville. Uh, Ole Miss uh, currently kind of sitting in that five through seven seed, depending on how they finish, um, barring LSU crashing the party. If LSU does not have some really hot finish, it's hard to get Ole Miss out of the the sort of that six seven. No, sorry, seven to nine, not five to seven, seven to nine grouping inside the uh, the SEC. So safely in a what would that be a Thursday game? Yeah, yeah, It'd be a Thursday yeah. game. I don't. You, we talked about this yesterday. Off the, I don't see how they could play their way into the top four, and I don't think they can play their way into the bottom four. No, I think no, they're, no, 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 no. Their Ole Miss is is safely in the middle, which is right. I mean, that's fair. Well, it's a step up because the last two years they've lost on Wednesday night, and that's been that. Well, I guess they and won on Wednesday night, but they, they've had to play on Wednesday night. They lost. Yeah, they last beat year they, somebody. They beat South Carolina last year, and then lost to Tennessee on Thursday. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rick Patino came back today and said he was not ripping anybody in his post game. Um, nah, not what he was doing. So, just letting you know there. Uh, let's see. Uh, only game tonight, from a basketball standpoint, at least in college, if you're interested, is uh, UConn and Creighton. That's your only game of note oh. inside the uh who won the uh who, who won Iowa State Houston uh, I don't know I know I saw no one scored forever um both teams play really good defense Houston 73-65 yesterday okay at at home right was it in Houston yeah I think it was in Houston yeah Cougars now 23 and 3 the Cyclones 20 and 6 that's Iowa your, State's uh, perfect they, they, they'll their net didn't take a beating. Uh, no, that did nothing to them what whatsoever. Yeah, uh, number one UConn, number fifteen Creighton tonight, uh, seven thirty on FS1 is the uh, okay. the time for that. If you'd like to watch the number one team in the country, so did you watch Daytona I, yesterday? Uh, none, not a bit. <laughs> you said you did. I did. I watched a good bit of the race actually. Watched. Uh, they were. They had the big pile up. Of course, the minute I leave the room to go do something else, I come back and the cars are crashing everywhere. 
They had the big pileup that took like took eighteen cars out of the race, and then they had another wreck late when somebody was trying to make a make a run, and they hit him, and they spun, and then so the I didn't understand the way the race finished, but they just declared a winner. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I did, I did not catch it. Sorry. It wasn't nearly um, as dramatic as uh, when Ricky Bobby and Okay Jean Girard uh, ran to the finish line. Or Cole Trickle and Russ Wheeler and <laughs> yeah. Rowdy Burns. Right. I uh, no. I, I look. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this the other day. If you gave me two or three of those top teams, I don't think there's a ton of parity in this NCAA tournament. I know anybody can win and all that kind of stuff, but. This does not feel like the year where the eight seed comes out of nowhere in San Diego State and Florida Atlantic. I mean, UConn and Houston and Purdue are really good. Now I hope Purdue loses in the first round, but UConn and Houston are good. Um, you give me the Cougars and the and the Huskies, and I might let get just go ahead and take those two against the field. Okay, maybe, maybe. I mean, look, you don't like any SEC team to win the national title, and, and the SEC is like the number two or number three net conference. I mean, do you? No. If, I offered you, if I offered you SEC versus the field, you'd be like, field? Yeah, without even a hesitation. You can have, any, have all the SEC teams, or you can have the field. You'd be like, yeah. I'll take the field. Yeah, 100%. So, all right, uh, a little baseball coming later today, I assume, and then they open their home season against Arkansas State tomorrow at 4 p.m. at Swayze Field. I do not know who's pitching. Um, I don't know much of anything, but we'll get that to you there at rebelgrove.com as the uh, the day progresses for uh, for that one. So Rebels and Red Wolves tomorrow from Swayze for the home opener, almost 2-2 two and two after uh, – splitting with Hawaii over the weekend, and then the Rebels and the Bulldogs, 8 o'clock tomorrow night from Starkville there at uh, Humphrey Coliseum. So, anyway, appreciate it on the stream. Large crowd there today. We appreciate you guys as always, and we'll talk to you very soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.